It's a beautiful day here in Sullivan, Indiana. You know, life does change, but God never will. Amen. That's exactly what we talk about today here at the podcast, Crossroads 98. Well, welcome to another podcast here with Steve and Eddie, and we are so glad that you're here. And guess what, Eddie? I brought you a Verner's ginger ale. I see that. I'm going to drink that after a while. Yeah. Well, I thought that I love. I would. I would help the the. the uh, the listeners yeah. enjoy the first this right here. There you go. What's that sound in Russia? What's the <laughs> full? <laughs> it's a full I can of pop. <laughs> yeah. Vern. Vern. What's that sound, Vern? He he had drunk it all. It was empty, but these are full. You're right. He said, <laughs> "Yeah." What's that sound in Russia? What's that sound mean in Russia, Vern? <laughs> empty. <laughs> he pushes him. Is that when he pushes him off the ladder? Yeah. Yeah. And then Vern. Is on the ladder on the hot. Oh, it's sure hot day out yeah, there, Vern. Yeah. yeah, he was talking about, and you know, of course, old Ernest. He had, he had a, just finished up his drink and didn't have one for Vern, so that's why Vern decided to kick him off the ladder. So oh, and, and a lot of times we start out talking about sports for some unknown reason, but it's a sad day for Cubs fans. They're getting rid of our some of our favorite players. It's rough. I'm telling that's you. That's why I have. Smiling Dennis Miles World Series Dodger hat on today. Rich McVale will be happy. Well, but it, I tell you what, what will really be the the shockers if I show up someday with a Cardinal hat on. <laughs> well, my sister said to me, I saw her the other day, and she said, she's a Cardinals fan, by the way. She used to be a Cubs fan, turned Cardinals. Turned because ship. of her husband. Because of her husband. Too Just much could, pressure. Too much pressure. She said, you know, I, I, uh, I took a lull time, you know, a, a time of lull, uh, and uh, switched to Cardinals fan. This has been a while back. She goes, you know, this would be a better, no better time than the present to yeah, do that, Steve. Yeah. I go, it's not happening. <laughs> it's not happening. I'm well, sticking with them. Oh, yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm going to be those one of those diehard Cubby fans that it's going to be the way it is. Did you know that they have Cubs caskets? Oh, no, I did not yeah, know. Yeah, the Cub signs right in. Mm. I've done one funeral with it. No, really? Yeah, up in Terre Haute. But, uh, Good grief. It's Leah's dad, but man, oh man. That oh, was, I do remember that. Remember that? You said that yeah. Man, that's a great kid. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if it, he had a Cubs shirt on, maybe. Well, I think so, he might have. Yeah, he was a big Cubs, Cubs fan, that's for sure. Well, and rumor has it, and this, there's no way to prove this, but uh, rumor has it that uh, God's a Cubs fan. But uh, <laughs> uh, Rumor, that's just a rumor. Vicious rumor for some. But, you know, you'd be you'd be putting fisticuffs with uh, Cardinals fans because I think they, they would um, absolutely disagree with you on that one. No, but the chief deputy would be happy. Yeah, that's true too. Well, you know, we've uh, stepped into a new day here today. Uh, every day is a new day. Thankful for God's mercy that is brand new. Um, definitely thankful for time where uh, life and all its seasons are changing. We're going to be coming up soon to a new school year. Starting, uh, I know that my wife and many of the teachers will start on uh, Friday to get acclimated, and then the students go in on Monday. So that's a big deal. It is, and we need to be praying for them. So, listeners, as you as you do pray, uh, please remember all our kiddos and their families, and all the things that are going on. The teachers, um, COVID is still um, this new variant is out, and it's it's trying to make its way through, doing wreaking havoc in a different way, and. We just need to cover our communities and um, cover our nation with prayer, the world actually, yeah. and um, the different aspects of that and the season of, of prayer over our kids. Um, you know, it, it's so important 
that we stay diligent in our prayer life. Uh, stay connected as as we are uh, the branches uh, to the great vine of God and and of uh, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. We just are so grateful for the power that surges within us. And, and I don't know, um, I'm sure you've felt this many times, as I have felt this many times, that when I, when I don't do that and I don't keep up with a consistency and I disconnect myself in just That's a little true. bit, it, happens. It, it feels, the disconnect is just, yeah. it's, you, you get drained. Yeah. You get drained with trying to lean on your own understanding. You get drained with trying to come up with the right answers and and wisdom and and God's uh, waiting patiently. And as Swindoll says, that's when you get in that rut. Mm-hmm. The rut's it's, a grave with honestly, both ends kicked out. That's we, what that is. So we just that. need to to find ourselves checking ourselves daily, letting the Holy Spirit nudge us. And so again, let's be praying for uh, this season of change. And in fact, let's just do that right now. So. Father, we just thank you for able to come to you this right this moment right now, to come before your throne to uh, allow uh, us um, to be able to just step forward, ushered in because of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. to kneel before you, to bow our heads, to bow our hearts in a way that allows us to come before the holy God all-powerful, all-knowing. Father, I just pray that as we humble ourselves before you right now, that as we think about the many people that uh, are are stepping into a new season here of school, uh, all the kids, all the families, all the teachers, that we pray over them right now in the name of Jesus. We pray for our, our church and our churches in the community that Lord, as this uh, new season opens up for this time of, of refreshment uh, in, in a lot of ways, um, we say refreshment, we, we think that summer's a refreshment, and it, and it is, but this refreshment of the mind engaging and um, the activities that are abound, that Lord, we protect our minds, we protect our bodies from getting too busy, we refresh ourselves in you daily, and come before you. And we do ask for protection over refreshing their bodies every day, renewing them and keeping them protected from this this variant. And we just pray, Lord, that as, as we even step in as a, a new time with, with dealing with this as a church, that as we're going to need to wear, be wearing uh, some masks, kind of just really making sure that we take care of that. And and uh, we'll talk about that more Lord, late, later. But Lord, we just we ask that you would protect us as a church. Keep us open. Keep us strong. Keep us healthy. Keep us in a way that we are connecting with each other and the community in, in a healthy way. And Father, we do pray that you would be with our pastor and keep him healthy and keep him vibrant for you. And as we continue to look to the future for your wisdom and guidance and strength for all things in the vision of this church and crossroads in the community, Lord, I pray that you would guide and strengthen. Give us wisdom. Lord, we are so, so thankful that we can depend upon our, depend upon you and rather than ourselves. And we do pray over this podcast right now that our words will be yours and that our thoughts will be yours. We thank you for our time, and we thank you for all that you're doing in us and in the likes of this uh, here at this church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, I think about podcasts. They've been, you know, it's kind of like when they, they didn't call them that, but they was on the railroad, railroad, on the radio. When I was a kid, 
teenager, there, people didn't listen to FM. It was all AM. We listened to WLS and uh, that uh, DJ Larry Lujak was on there, and he'd always have a time in the morning with good old Uncle Larry and little Snot Nose Tommy. I, I always thought that was funny. And that's why he, <laughs> that's he'd say that. Yeah, I know. Then they, I remember, did you remember that? Oh yeah, I do. I didn't know if you're. But yeah, it was, just it was they, still on. You, now FM was more prevalent and more, 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 um, you know, clear. And, and, and absolutely, um, and the, yeah, and then but I, the AM was available. I'd say in the 70s, when I was a teenager, 60s, FM was just for sports and stuff. There wasn't hardly yeah. any. And then they made that transition to everything went to FM. Mm-hmm. You know, we, and then you, you listen on the radio, it's usually FM stations. So that's funny how things change, but uh, they were, it, stuff, stuff on there was always pretty lighthearted and funny. And, uh, I enjoyed that, and, and uh, I know there are people that uh, uh, listen to us, and uh, I don't know how many, but I appreciate. I thought you were going to say I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> I was. I was. We need to start you, calling you Snot Nose Tommy. Yeah, he took the words right on my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's kind of like Oswald Chambers' this, uh, devotion this morning. He was talking about how uh, we need to truly realize that it's. It's not because of the great, or because of the gifts, or the abilities, or the, or the the natural talent that we have that God uses us. Yeah, He wants to have us empty ourselves so that we're a vessel that it can be filled up by Him. Yeah, exactly right. No matter our talents, no matter our gifts, no matter our abilities, just let Him use us, and in the seasons of life. So, it, it as an absolute perfect transition. To go into this very talk that you had on Sunday, talking about the changes of life, and you know, one thing about is, I just I just read this stable, about Oswald Chambers, World War One. He was British. He went went with the British Army uh, to be their chaplain, and I think it was India. I might be wrong. Wherever he went, he started having stomach pains, and he had a pulmonary embolism, mm-hmm. and he wouldn't take a bed away from the soldier, so he killed him. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely, that's crazy. what happened to him. He died young. Had a wife yeah. and kids. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, and all the things that that were that came from his wife did his die. heart. He did. She did. Yeah. She collected all his yeah. sermons pretty, and all of his writings. Amazing, amazing. And person. I, I tell you guys, I'm. He has been the constant. I mean, I, I got a hold of Oswald Chambers stuff when I was a teen, and now, man, if you if you get his original. Uh, our, his utmost for his yeah. high, highest, my my utmost for his highest. If you get that original one and try to read it, you, you'll you'll be reading that same devotion like three or four times for you to, get it. to 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 pull it out. <laughs> what because he's it's just yeah. I mean, he does a good job, but it's just the language. Yeah, it's the language. So they did a modern version. Yeah, and that's the one that I I go to every morning and and uh, or try to do every morning and. Uh, uh, and dive into uh, today's really good. Um, actually, I'll tell you what it was entitled. It's right here. It says, "The brave friendship of God." And this is how it starts off. Oh, the bravery of God in trusting us. <laughs> Do you say, "But He has been unwise to choose me, because there is nothing good in me and I have no value"? That is exactly why He chose you. As long as you think that you are of value to him, he cannot choose you. 
You hear that? As long as you think that you are of value to him, he cannot choose you because you have purposes of your own to serve. But if you allow him to take you to the end of your own self-sufficiency, then he can choose you to go with him, quote-unquote, to Jerusalem, Luke 18.31, and that will mean the fulfillment of purposes which he does not discuss with you. Interesting. And the the devotion goes on, and it really, they are deep. I want to tell you that I I know I mentioned Oswald Chambers here and, and to my small group and to others uh, quite often, but the encouragement, the, the depth is very good. Yeah. And and I just want to encourage each of you that if you get a chance, you know, look him up, you know, and, and uh, do a devotion, personal devotion. That's that's a good one to do. There you life go. changes, but our God does not. I started talking about changes in life and fashion or hair. It's amazing what... Uh, what I was thinking about it. I'm not. I'm not a fashion guru anymore. I don't. As long as I got some jeans and shirt, I don't care what it looks like or whatever. But I know some people. It's a. It's a big deal. But I think back through the past. Um, some of the things back in the '70s. Do you remember men's shoes? They had the back heel was big mm-hmm. and they had rounded toes. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure, I do. I had a pair of those. I don't know why I was thinking about that, but it's just kind of funny. Well, they have. They call them platform shoes. I don't know what they called them. Something like that. The, my, the heel was big. Oh, they were huge. They so, were. They were. They'd make you. They'd, they'd make a, a five foot uh, six man uh, yeah. close to five foot ten. <laughs> yeah, it was and, funny uh, how they were, but. Yeah. But you know, and then I start. I was talking about how you look at your high school yearbook and whatever, and. We live in a constant flux of change. We are, as humans, the human race, we are mutable. Webster defines as prone to change, inconstant, capable of capable of change. We change every minute to a degree. The minute we just lived, you won't ever live it again. Right. And you're one minute closer to the end. We don't think about that on a daily basis because it drives you crazy, maybe, but that it is what it is. The prophet Malachi put it succinctly when he says, For I, the Lord, do not change. And that's I'm big on that, on, on absolutes. He is, God is an absolute. He, in fact, he, he's the only. He's the only one. That's right. He doesn't depend on anything else. He's totally sufficient. And, you know... Uh, and he's beyond human control. That is the point. Then Tozer, I read a Tozer quote about doctor of immutability, that God is immutable. Scripture supports the doctrine of the unchanging nature of God and be, can be found in uh, such passages as Hebrews 13.8 and James 1.17. Hebrews 13.8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today, yes, and forever. And in James 1.17, every good thing bestowed and every perfect gift from is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation, no shifting shadow. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, you know, in contrast to his creatures, God is not given to moods. And boy, am I glad. No kidding. Because we get in moods. And when you're around some people, you know they're in a mood. You might as well leave them alone until they come out of it. That's just you're not going to bring it out, bring them out of it. it makes it worse. Hey, let's talk about that just a second. You think about the fact that as we read in scriptures that God was angered. Okay, 
And we think about that, and we when we read that, we sometimes read it and we think about the way that we get moody on a human level, right? But God's anger is righteous, pure. Always. Always. There was not a time that he just got moody. No, it, and just it was got, having a bad day. Right. Yeah. He no, there's no, that. Da- no bad day for God. He, he knows the nature of our heart. He knows the righteousness in which is being radiated from him and the, and that and that holiness it, it, you know we read back in the old scripture the old t- testament moving into the new think about changing yeah. of life right the changes and and what needed to happen god never changed in that whole process he <laughs> uh-huh. had a plan from the beginning yeah. you read through that old testament his plan was to bring jesus yeah to bring his own son to earth what a glorious amazing plan and, and, and that constant that he had well, to do. You know, and then I always think of weird stuff in my mind, but I was thinking about changing and this, how things change was uh, Lion King. What was that one song? Wasn't something about changes or something? I don't know what it was. In the circle, circle of, of life. life. Yeah, that's, and that's, yeah. we live that. Yeah, we do. <laughs> you know, we live that. Some things will come back. You know, some some trends, for for instance, will come back. Yeah. <laughs> some they they revisit them. They uh, things. Uh, well, they always say if you keep clothes long enough, they'll come back in style. Yeah. Some of them you hope they don't. <laughs> you know, God's love for us is constant; that never changes. He isn't fickle. He doesn't say one thing and mean another like we humans sometimes. He doesn't change his standards. In midstream, he doesn't sign a contract one day and break it the next. That, that's we can always, we can always count on that. And and then in, in Hebrews, we we talked a little bit about warning against heresy, thirteen eight. Do not be carried away by varied and strange teachings, for it is good for the heart to be strengthened by grace, not by foods, through which those who were thus occupied were not benefited. He's talking about God not changing and sticking to God's word and not being led astray by false prophets and strange teachings. Mm-hmm. There's new teachings out there every day. Every day. If you look for them. Every day. Somebody will read a book, more change everything as far as what God is saying, and you got to stick to the. You got to stick. You just have to. You have to stick to the word. Yeah, I think, and, and and sticking to the Holy Spirit's wisdom. You know, really making sure that you pour into and asking. Because, again, I want to bring this up. If you lack wisdom, the scriptures say, ask for it. See, we are given understanding and, and, and more wisdom by God and to be able to use for his glory. Mm-hmm. But to check ourselves daily before processes, we, we make plans, but the steps are ordered by the Lord. That's what the exactly. scriptures say. Yeah. So our plans are okay. But let's just make sure that we run them past him. Yeah. Get into a habit. Do that in the little stuff, and so that the big stuff, when the big stuff comes, you do it then. That's exactly yeah, right. That's the stuff right there that we got to do. And you, there's four assets that only followers of Christ possess. Those who abandon their lives to fever, fervently follow Jesus Christ have have four things that we possess. One's an altar to use, verse 10, a reproach to bear, 11 and 13, a city to seek, verse 14, and a sacrifice to offer, 15 and 16. That altar to use, he says, we have an altar from which those who serve the tabernacle have no right to eat. 
Our altar is Christ. And what, what the, the thrust there is that those who go through the motions and don't live the life that Christ wants us to live, he, we don't have any right to go to that altar. That's what, that's, that's what he's, he's getting mm-hmm. at there. Mm-hmm. It's talking about those that just go through the motions of worship and they have no right. But to us, the crucified Christ means everything. He is our altar. He is, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. I get confused thinking about that sometimes. But that's, that's pretty much, uh, that's pretty much a given. That was the first one. The second, the second one is a reproach to bear that we take on Christ's personality, and we go into the world, and the world hates us. So that's that. We we that's a reproach that we bear is trying uh, to be a successful witness in this world in which we live and to be salt and light there's there's a lot of people don't want to don't want to hear about christ they don't want to hear about church but nonetheless god has got us in the world for that reason you know last last night uh, jude was jude is my um 11 year old it's going to be 12 coming up on friday um not friday sunday actually thank you sorry 8-8. Eight, eight. <laughs> there yeah. we go. But anyway, Jude said to me last night, he said, Dad, um, we're having kind of a good, serious discussion. He said, Dad, I, I'm i glad that we're not, and I, I, I really want to try to remember this, how he said it, but I'll, I'll just have to paraphrase it. He says, I'm really glad that we're not one of those, not, not the type of Christians that people don't want to be around. And I said, what do you mean, buddy? And he said, you know, those types of Christians that don't represent Jesus very well, that hate people for the sins that they do. And I said, wow, uh, that's pretty big, buddy. And he said, well, I, I just, I, I think that the kind of, of love that we share and what I see from our from our family and from our the type of way that we do that is is different than some of the ones that I see that are that are really harsh. And he says, I, I just want to thank you, Dad. And I just like Yeah, that's pretty wow. Cool. Yeah. You know, it was just yeah. I appreciated him sharing that just the, from from his viewpoint. You know, I I wanna teach him love. You know, God is love. First mm-hmm. and foremost, that's it. And, and then you think about the Holy Spirit giving us the gifts of the fruits of the Spirit. And that's what break down, breaks down walls. That's a debate and getting angry don't break down walls. It builds them. Well, you know, just because you don't agree with somebody doesn't mean you have to hate them or be mean to them. Right. You try to love them. Right. Jesus was big on that. Yeah. Uh, the, the fruits of the Spirit. We'll bring them up again because I know it was last week too. You know, love, joy, peace, patience, yep. kindness, goodness. Self-control. And that's, that's a good point. Talking about with Jude, that reproach will come, but it won't be near as harsh if you try to love them yeah. as if you try to hammer them. Right. That's, that's, but we bear that stigma. Yeah. We bear the stigma of Christ. And you go to the Scripture, and when he talks about the wide gate and the narrow gate, the wide road and the narrow road. Few that find it, but that that gate's smaller on that narrow road to go in than the the big wide one. Yeah, and it, and it's and, and yeah, I want to clarify that. You know, Jude wasn't saying um, I love the way that we're just so soft. 
No, he, <laughs> he he wasn't he wasn't referring to that. He yeah. knows. He yeah. He exactly. knows. He's seen both sides. He's seen saying. he's seen both sides, but he's he's seen the scriptures and what they say. But he's understanding that we start with love, we start with giving away, we start with these areas in which that's where we start. We don't start with. You know, because man, how how quickly can we become self righteous? Oh and, my! In a heartbeat. You know, and and in this day and age, you see it all over soft self or um, social media, and and over the internet. And, and Jesus people, was, he was explicit. Yeah. Six, seven, eight, chapter Romans. He said, "Judge not, that you might not be judged. You're not the judge. No. You're to point people the way. Say, you know what? Uh, the Scripture kind of t- teaches us a different story, and uh, it's it's how you handle it." It's like a lot of lifestyles I don't agree with, but I, if they're convicted, it'd be the Holy Spirit, right? And the Word of God, it won't be me hammering. Mm-hmm. That makes exactly any right. sense? No, that's exactly so, right. That third asset that we possess as followers of Christ is a city to seek. For here we do not have a lasting city. This is thirteen fourteen, but we are seeking the city which is to come. It's looking beyond this life into eternity. That. And, and this is this is tough for us because we we want to grab hold and have everything on this earth to possess it and have it um, and sometimes we get too comfortable here I think you know but the scripture you know it talks about us being aliens and some some like pilgrims and we're on we're on our way to the city the city of God you know and that's that's the that's the city we seek we don't seek a city here it's heaven it's mm-hmm. eternity Right. But in that process, on that walk, the Holy Spirit gives us abundant life if we so choose. Right. See, and the last one is a sacrifice to offer. I, I like this of 15 and 16. Through him, then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that give thanks to his name and do not neglect doing good and sharing. For with such sacrifices, God is pleased. Mm-hmm. That's sac- We don't sacrifice animals. We sacrifice Praise and worship and being obedient to the Holy Spirit. That's that's pretty much how I see it. Then yeah. we came down to the end. We talked about some means to practi- practicality and application. First, a changing world emphasizes our need for a changeless Christ. As shifting, the world shifts, everything's shifting. You, you can't name something that hasn't changed or since COVID and because of COVID has went another direction. Uh, now they're people's having a terrible time flying because they can't get help at airports and back, stuff's backed up and on and on. It's a mess. Mm-hmm. So that, that's a changeless, a changing world emphasizes our need for a changeless Christ. And then second, a changeless Christ redirects our desire toward a grace relationship. That our relationship with Christ is not based on works. It's based on grace. It's not based on rules. It's it's based on grace, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. And that's, how, that's what we have to see. And then the oh. last one, a grace relationship strengthens our hope in a secure eternity. It's like having a safety, our attorneys in a safety box, deposit box in heaven. So we have that security in front of us, regardless of what happens. So, mm-hmm. And that's the thing, you know, we live in a changing world. Kids move away from home and on and on, we talked about that in men's group this morning of having nights when you can't sleep and some of the things that goes through your mind. 
And a lot of times with kids and grandkids, that's what you're praying about. That's what you're thinking about because they're beyond your grasp. You can't control them or you can't protect them. That's a big deal with parents trying to protect uh, their kids. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Kennedy's incident, not to bring it up, but if somebody had been with her, it might have turned out a little different. I don't yeah. know, but it's frightening. Mm-hmm. So, for God has said, I will never fail you, I will never forsake you. And that's kind of what we ended in. And I asked people, I said, do you believe that? <laughs> do you believe that he won't forsake us? Do you believe that he'll never turn his back on us? The only time you really read in Scripture about God really turning his back is at the great white throne judgment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think he'd turn his back. He'd just say, depart from me. I don't know you. That's Who right. are you? I don't know and you. Is... You rejected me. You rejected my son. So you're paying the consequences now. I think it's going to be a, a sad, sad time. I don't think... I don't know this to be a fact, but I don't think we'll be privy to that. I don't know if we'll witness that. I'll, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. there'll be people we know, mm-hmm. people we love, mm-hmm. maybe even members of our own family. Yeah. And you know what awaits them. But there's no sadness in heaven. So that mm-hmm. it gets a little fuzzy for me on that. Yeah, we just know that it's going to happen. We know it's... Yeah. Yeah, it's just like... And I tell you, you know, we each individually have a choice. And that's exactly what you were saying. We each, it is each our choice. It's each our own understanding of developing and growing in Christ, growing in His love, realizing its grace, not works, realizing that it's mercy every morning, yeah. realizing that it's, it's, well, for lack of a better way to put it, because it, it keeps coming up in my mind just because God, but... The, the, the focus on making sure that we don't become comfortably numb. Yeah. That's what don't, it is. Don't allowing our, not allowing ourselves to, to get into a, and we can say, we can call it a rut or a numbness um, in, in this everyday life. We, we have to find ourselves in the presence of God to really truly become alive in its fullness um, yeah I don't mean to redirect it no, but just okay. to say really what God wants and desires for us is our very best um, for, our, for not only life here on earth but uh, in the fullness of him but um, for eternity's purposes and then we're moving on in, uh, in Hebrews 13 about 17 and 18 it, we're talking about risking to reach for God. Uh, Ernest Hemingway wrote a book called All Quiet on the Western Front. And um, Peter Marshall, uh, he was a chaplain in the United States Senate. And he, he started out one of his devotions with reading from that book. And I've got a clip that kind of describes it. But here... There's a lull in the action in World War, I guess it was probably, yeah, it was World War One, And there's a German soldier is looking out this porthole there in the trenches and he sees a butterfly. And it just brought back memories of home and peace and whatever. And as he reached out, a sniper, <laughs> he got him. That was kind of the, mm. that was kind of the, the, the premise of that. It says, many of us are like that boy in the parapet. 
so battered and bloodied from the battles of life that our dreams have been driven into cynical silence. By all the stoves that have burned us, all the hateful people who have hurt us, all the huge barriers that have intimidated us, yet no sniper's bullet has ever been quite able to put those dreams to death. Within each of us, there still exists a quiet and childlike confidence in God we seem to have been born with. And that's that's kind of where I'm going with that. Um, Ephesians 6, I'm going to read some passage, a passage out of that. It's talking about, that we talk about a lot, that uh, in every battle you will need faith as your shield. This is the armor of God. We've talked about that a lot. To stop the fiery arrows aimed at you by Satan, put on the salvation of as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. With the equipment come orders for fighting that ends a visible war, invisible war. You may be surprised to find that the combat isn't hand to hand. This is one war that is one on our knees. Mm-hmm. And, and kind of, you, you know, what I'm getting at is talking about how to fight the battles in, in life, actually, and still, still see the beauty, still see the butterflies, still see the positive things uh, in life. Hebrews 13:18 Pray for us for we we are sure that we have a good conscience desiring to conduct ourselves honorably in all things. Then verse 19 says, and I urge you all the more to do this that I may be restored to you the sooner. You know, it's a uh, and then then I'm I'm going into uh, uh, Mark 9 when he talks about the father. Uh, desperately needing uh, help for uh, the son. One of the men in the crowd, this is 17 and 18 in, in Mark 9. One of the men in the crowd spoke up and said, Teacher, I brought my son for you to heal him. He can't speak because he is possessed by an evil spirit that won't let him talk. And whenever this evil spirit seizes him, it throws him violently to the ground and makes him foam at the mouth and grind his teeth and become rigid. So I ask your disciples to cast out the evil spirits. But they couldn't do it. <laughs> as, as if that doesn't paint a horrible enough picture, the details get even worse. But Jesus isn't daunted by this pathetic sight. His words to the man continue only fatigue and honest reproof. The, Jesus is frustrated. Jesus said in 19, Jesus said to them, You faithless people, how long must I be with you until you believe? How long must I put up with you? <laughs> Bring the boy to me. Mm-hmm. I think he says that to a lot of us today. How long must I be with you until you believe? What what do I? What has to happen uh, in your life for this to? Uh, in the midst of a raging battle for his son's life, that father caught a glimpse of a butterfly, and when he stretched out his helpless hand to take hold of it, he found the strong hand of the Savior. It's that reaching out, reaching out for God. In verse 28 through 29, afterward, when Jesus was alone in the house with his disciples, they asked him, Why couldn't we cast out that evil spirit? Jesus replied, This kind can be cast out only by prayer. It opens the uh, things in our life we don't pray about, and then we wonder why nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, If you would have prayed, you'd, that's what he's saying, you could have got the job done, so to speak. I thought that was interesting. And even I talk about battlefields or butterflies in the battlefield because of that opening. There are two lasting principles we should 
remember from the idea of butterflies on the battlefield. First, in life's battles, there are snipers of fear that human hearts cannot ignore. We fear being hurt, being rejected, failing, having our faults exposed. Yet just beyond those fears is a butterfly, and unless we take the risk of reaching past that in prayer, we'll never glimpse the face of God. And then secondly, in life's battles, there are butterflies of faith that, that natural eyes cannot envision. That's why prayer is so crucial to give you the eyes of faith. And that's, that's kind of where we're in. And Peter Marshall, he read that in the Senate. I'm going to let the, I'm going to read it as well, but while I'm reading it, that video is going to play because you kind of make a double contact to that. And the question is, are, you know, are, are you risking, are you risking by reaching out to God? At the, the end, Peter Marshall closed his words with that devotion in the U.S. Senate. There is always a risk when you reach for the beautiful, when you reach out for the loveliest, finer, more fragrant things of life. There's always a risk, and you can't escape it. The risk is what makes the Christian life exciting. It is thrilling. Make no mistake about it, it is an adventure. As long as we live in this world, there will always be a risk to reach. Mm -hmm. So, And that's, that's pretty much it. I know sometimes we talk about this, and it doesn't make sense to you preach a whole message, but at least you kind of get a kind of get an overview yep, get a of what we're, we're talking about. Yep. What, risking to reach for God and what the benefits are of that in life. So. Well, that's good stuff. Well, Pastor, why don't you pray over our um, changing seasons and how uh, we need to depend upon God's constantness and all of this uh, consistency. Yeah. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for uh, this time that we've got to spend. It goes out people kind of rehash the message and hopefully are reminded of what God had said to them last Sunday. It's been uh, ruminating, so to speak, in their minds and their hearts, and this just kind of gives them a time to, to refresh it. When we think about we do live in such a changeless, wor changeless world, and we need a rock. And Jesus, you're that rock. You're that rock in the middle of a raging river that we can wrap our arms around, and regardless of how raging the water becomes or how high it becomes as we grip you you hold us and you're with, you're in that storm with us and we appreciate that and i'd like to tell myself and everybody that hears this that there won't be any raging rivers but that's life life continues to change and as we draw close to the end you know it talks about the end times and the end will come in the fullness of time when god is ready we need to be ready now because we don't know when, <laughs> when that is. But I tell you, there's some signs. Uh, Lord, you, you put signs out there as we look at the, we look at the Scripture. We look at Matthew 24 and, and, and see what's going to happen. We, almost, we fit that bill right now. We can find ourselves perhaps in that passage of Scripture, and we realize that uh, you could come, as your word says, as a thief in the night, and boom, it'll be just like that, and the church will be gone. And uh, hopefully... Everybody that hears this will be in that, <laughs> in that rising as Jesus takes it home. So, Lord, we love you. We give you praise and glory. We think about Sunday, Lord, and the battles that we face, that uh, we come out of those uh, uh, lifting that shield of faith high, using that sword of the Spirit to combat uh, the evil in our lives and in the lives of those around us. We love you, God. We give you praise and glory. Just thank you for Steve and this podcast. We ask it in the name of Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Pastor, for joining me here today once again, and uh, glad to 
bring this to you. We hope that you find uh, fulfillment uh, and, and some good words being able to be passed on to you. Um, you know, as we continue to move forward into uh, uh, the rest of the summer and into uh, uh, into the fall and autumn and, and all of that, um, continue to, to seek where God wants to use you and uh, pray about that. You know, um, he's, he's offering uh, chances for us to, uh, to be a part of different things. We've talked about core. We've talked about the different, uh, a bit, uh, different uh, areas within church. Uh, and in the community, uh, and uh, we always have a chance to uh, get a chance to talk to you if you'd like to do that. Um, we can always uh, have a chance to, to discuss some of that stuff with you. If you've not done the membership class uh, classes, uh, that's another way to, to dive in and, and learn a little bit more about um, what God has given you and as far as your gifts and abilities and talents. That's also a help. Uh, we're going to continue with those membership classes, but also at the same time, if they don't work out in those time ways, time wise, uh, look us up or, or get a hold of us so that we can allow you know um, a special time, maybe a time that we can work something out um, to where we can get that into your schedule and uh, help you with that. But uh, all in all, we just want to say thanks. Thanks for joining mm -hmm. us here today. And uh, may God bless you the rest of this week and this day. And um, come on in on Sunday. Bring a friend or two or 18. <laughs> I think I see that, say that quite often. I don't know why 18 comes up. But uh, anyway, bring them on in. And uh, let's just praise the Lord together and let him speak to our hearts. God bless you. And until next time, we'll say goodbye.